I start this morning with this question. I want you to think about it. Using one word, what's one thing that we need more of in the world today? One word of one thing that we need more of in the world today. Would anybody be willing to share what one word came to mind for them? Was that God? All right, absolutely. Love? Forgiveness? Understanding? Anybody else? Grace. What great words, right? So I, I began to ask myself that question as I was preparing this message. And the first one that came to mind, and of course, was love. Right? That we need more love in the world today. Some others that were kind of on the top of my list that came to mind immediately were encouragement, humility, and kindness. Now, what's really fun is I like to have fun sometimes. So I posted that exact question on my Facebook page, and 157 people made comments. Right? And so, but what I'm appreciative of is it got, I don't, I don't say that because it's 157, but I'm just thankful that that many people felt engaged. They felt like they knew what the world needed a little bit more of. That maybe the thing that they mentioned, maybe that they could contribute to the world. And so I want to just really quickly read a couple of those. Jesus, respect, thoughtfulness, God, accountability, Faith, love, forgiveness, compassion, repentance, respect, and waffles. Somebody said bacon. I mean, you know, I guess that's okay, right? There's other people out there like me who like to eat. But I say that just to remind us That sometimes in seasons of our lives that we need to just think of that one thing that we can have an impact on. Maybe it's that day. Maybe it's a week. Maybe it's a month of extending grace, of offering forgiveness, right? Of thinking through these things so that when the hurt and the pain of inflicted upon us by those around us, we'll remember to extend grace we'll remember to forgive them as jesus says father forgive them for they know not what they do and so the last few weeks for those of you that might be visiting with us this morning we've been talking about having a spirit of thankfulness right that it's not just to simply begin and end on the fourth thursday um, in november with thanksgiving but it's meant to be much more than that it's not just a theme But for the child of God, for those that believe in the finished work of Christ on the cross at Calvary, that it should be a daily practice of being thankful. A daily practice. So this morning, I want you to take your copy of God's Word and turn over to 1 Thessalonians. Uh, Just a call to remembrance that 1 Thessalonians is found. You'll find Philippians and then Colossians. 
First and Second Thessalonians, and then First and Second Timothy. So, right kind of in there, you'll find First Thessalonians. And as you're turning there this morning, I just want to give you, I want to call to remembrance, right? I want to remind you of what's happening in um, this letter that Paul is writing to the church at Thessalonica, right? Paul and his ministry team had started this church, right? So they were near and dear to his heart. And Paul left because he was facing persecution, but he had established the church. He had, he, had get, he had equipped them. And then he left. So he's writing 1 Thessalonians to comfort and to encourage them. As the title in my Bible says, it says, Final Instructions and Benediction. That's where this passage that we're going to read this morning falls under. Listen, Paul is giving the Thessalonians his final instructions. He's giving them advice. And I thought about this. We shouldn't need advice on how to be nice. But we do. I do. So let's look at what Paul is telling the church at Thessalonica. We're going to start in verse 12. And read through verse 22. Actually, starting verse 11. Therefore, encourage one another and build one another up, just as you were doing. We ask you, brothers, to respect those who labor among you and are over you in the Lord and admonish you, and to esteem them very highly in love because of their work. Be at peace among yourselves. And we urge you, brothers, admonish the idle. Encourage the faint-hearted. Help the weak. Be patient with them all. See that no one repays anyone evil for evil, but always seek to do good, to love one another, and to everyone. Verse 16. This is where we'll hunker down this morning. 16 through 18. Rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks in all circumstances, for this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. Do not quench the spirit. Do not despise prophecies, but test everything. Hold fast to what is good and abstain from every form of evil. As I was studying this particular passage, I want you to know that I ran across a great list. And in the list that I found gives us 16 ways to encourage others from this text. Now, to much to your dismay, we won't cover all 16 this morning. <laughs> We're only going to look at three. But as I began to study and I began to see this theme, it was about encouragement. Encouragement. And so I want us to step through this scripture again. Step through this scripture with me. Paul says, rejoice always. Pray without ceasing. Give thanks 
in all circumstances. For this is the will of God in Christ Jesus for you. I don't even know this morning that I can fully convey what God showed me through this particular passage. I'm going to try to do my best, but I don't know that I can fully convey to you what all He's shown me. But I want you to see this morning that He says rejoice how? Always. Then we are to pray what? Without ceasing. And that we are to give thanks in all circumstances. Always, without ceasing, in all. I read that list to Kendall, who's not here this morning. She went to celebrate her nephew's birthday. So she gets to take a little bit of part of this message this morning. But I, I threw out those words. I said, always, without ceasing, in all. I said, honey, what comes to mind? She said, unconditional. Unconditional. So me being the guy that I am, I I wanted to look up what does unconditional mean, right? Unconditional means complete. Whether it's love, support, or surrender, if something's unconditional, it's absolute. And not subject to any special terms or conditions. It'll happen no matter what else happens. Listen, breaking apart the word unconditional can help you remember its meaning. Combine the prefix un, meaning not, with conditional, meaning dependent on something else. And you get an adjective for something that holds true without any conditions attached. Think about this. Someone mentioned the word forgiveness earlier. The unconditional forgiveness you promise to your brother means you forgive him no matter what. Unconditional. So then I wrote this statement in my notes. When we realize the unconditional love for our Father, when we realize the unconditional love our Father has for us, it should lead us to live an unconditional life of thanksgiving. Right, when you realize how much Jesus loved you, how much the Father loved you, that He sent His Son to die in your place, to suffer the wrath and the punishment that was meant for you and meant for me, then there should be, when we realize His unconditional love, that there should be an unconditional life of thanksgiving, that no matter the circumstances, no matter the time, we will rejoice and give thanks. So, three takeaways from this passage this morning. Ways that we could encourage others, that we ourselves could be encouraged, is first off, we need to be joyful. We need to be joyful. We need to remember that even in the midst of turmoil, God is in control. Be joyful. Be joyful. Secondly, pray continually. God is always with you. Talk to Him. 
right? I can't tell you how many times, even in most recent weeks, that I, I struggle with something. I struggle with a sin. I struggle with a thought. And I just wrestle with it. And it beats me up. And I'm like, God, why did I think that? Why, you know, why did that cross my mind? And, and I wrestle with it. And, and then it's like, then the still small voice is like, just pray. I'm like, God, why didn't I think to do that already? You know, I've sat here beating myself up over what I thought, but just pray and ask for forgiveness, right? But we get caught up because we've got to do something about it. We've got to make ourselves better. So instead of clinging immediately to the cross, we just, we beat ourselves up and we just say, Jesus, will you forgive us for that? Forgive me. Forgive me of that thought. I don't know where that came from. Help me to find the root of that. And will you... Help me to remove that from my heart, from my mind. And third, give thanks. Right? We need to give thanks daily. We need to give thanks hourly. And we need to give thanks in the moment. Right? We need to get in a condition of our as we go through our daily lives that... That when things happen, when God sends blessings, when He saves us from getting in a wreck, or He He sends an unexpected check our way, or you know someone gets a great health report, right? We got to praise Him then. Don't wait till the end of the day. Say, well, thank you, God. Thank you. So I was reading through this particular passage. I always like to look at cross references. You know, as you're reading that passage, the, your study Bible or whatever, to look and they'll say, okay, you're reading this, but if you want to understand more about what's going on here, go look over here. Right? And for those people who say that studying God's Word is boring, I'm sorry, I've never found that. Right? Because as you get in there, as you dive deeper, it's like a treasure chest of jewels, of rubies, of, of treasure, that as you dig and as, as, as you just sit down, right, people... I say, I've said this before, guys. Seriously, people say, well, yep, I read my chapter today. Well, praise God. Well, what did you learn? Well, I don't know. I read my chapter. I can check that off. Man, what if you just took a moment to sit down with a portion of a verse or just one of those verses? Read the whole chapter. That's fine. But then, what's the Lord speaking to you today? Right? Spend time in that. Look and dig deeper. But as I read through, listen, it, point, it pointed me to Philippians 4.4. 4. It says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I will say rejoice. Paul says rejoice always in 1 Thessalonians and in Philippians. Rejoice, rejoice. And then pray without ceasing. Here's an interesting verse, Luke 18, 1. And he told them a parable, that being Jesus, the parable of the persistent widow. And here's what he was telling them through that parable. That they ought not, they ought to always pray and not lose heart. That's what he was trying to teach them as he unpacks that parable in, their, in, in Luke 18. That they ought to always pray and not lose heart. And then, friends, Ephesians Ephesians chapter 5. As I was studying, I ran across that. It pointed me. I said, look, go look at this. this is, you need to look at this as you're studying this passage. So Ephesians five nineteen through 21. Addressing one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, singing and making melody to the Lord with your heart. 
giving thanks always and for everything to God, the Father, in the name of our Lord Jesus Christ, submitting to one another out of reverence for Christ. What a great reminder. Sing, share scripture. Make a melody to the Lord with your heart. What a great song that we sung this morning. Great are you, Lord. Right? So listen. Our joy, our prayers, and our thankfulness should not fluctuate with our circumstances our feelings. Obeying these commands, be joyful, never stop praying and be thankful, often goes against our natural inclinations. When we make a conscious decision to do what God says, we will begin to see people in a new perspective. We will see the world around us differently. And when we do God's will, we will find it easier to be joyful and thankful. Amen? And so I wrote this in my notes. I said, encouragement leads to thankfulness. And I wrestled with that, right? Encouragement leads to thankfulness. Well, how is that so? Does it? What does that mean? And so I began to think of, in my life, what are some things that have encouraged me? What did... Paul's saying in Ephesians, he's saying, listen, address one another in psalms and hymns and spiritual songs, right? The, the book of Psalms was their first hymnal. It was the, the songbook of the church. That's how they addressed one another. But I challenge you this morning. So how have I been encouraged? I want to share a few ways of how I've been encouraged to get you to thinking about how you might encourage others. And the first one is scripture, sharing scripture with other people. People have shared scripture with me. And it has indeed encouraged me. There's a verse in Colossians. There's a verse in Colossians. Chapter 1. Some friends of mine, Bill and Marla Langford, I was in school. And they printed out on a little strip of paper and cut it up. And he came to school, Bill came to school one night and he handed them out. He said, just be encouraged by this. Be blessed by this. And listen, that those verses resonate in my heart and mind. If I was to give someone a new Bible, I would highlight those verses, put the ribbon on that page and say, friend, this is my prayer for you. Listen to what God's word says. Colossians chapter 1, verse 9 and following. And so from the day we have heard, we have not ceased to pray for you. Asking that you may be filled with the knowledge of his will and all spiritual wisdom and understanding so as to walk in a manner worthy of the Lord, fully pleasing to Him, bearing fruit in every good work and increasing in the knowledge of God. May you be strengthened with all power according to the glorious might for all endurance and patience with joy. Give thanks to the Father who has qualified you to share in the inheritance of the saints in the light. He has delivered us from the dominion of darkness and transferred us to the kingdom of His beloved Son in whom we have redemption, the forgiveness of sins. Right? 
we could preach a whole series on that particular verse. There's so many truths that we can unpack. But friends, one of the ways that I've been encouraged, and I encourage you this morning to encourage others. How many times can I say encourage in one sentence? But I want to encourage you this morning to encourage others with God's Word. I've been encouraged by a meal with friends and family, right? I've been encouraged by laughter. I've been encouraged by taking trips. Just recently, our small, the small group that I lead on Wednesday nights, we took the money that was donated here at the church and we took it to Langston Baptist Church in Conway. And it was a harebrained idea, but I said, Lord, I'm just gonna, I'm gonna ask. All I can do is ask. I could say no. And I said, Hey, do y'all want to go? You know, y'all, right, let's go to Conway. We're going to go. We're going to drop off the supplies. We'll grab dinner. We'll come back. Are y'all game for that? Yes, yes, yes. Oh, cool. I had to text everybody. But I was encouraged by that, right? And I wrote laughter above that. There was so much laughter in that car and at that dinner table. It was good for my soul. Amen? It reminded me that God's people can be a people of laughter. There were to be a people of joy. Another trip, I think about we went to Asheville. Why did we go to Asheville? We went to Asheville to relax and to look at God's beauty. We drove down the, the parkway and we just wove in and out and we would stop at some of the um, overlooks and outlooks and, and we would just look out over and as far as you could see, just mountains and valleys. And I have this one video that I took that was just a time lapse. So it showed the clouds and the sun moving by. But how cool it was to, to just go and to rest and relax and to be renewed. Right, that was encouraging. A day trip. Sometimes all you need is a day trip. For us, it's a day trip to Columbia or Florence. And why is that encouraging? It's encouraging because it's time spent together with my loved ones, with my friends, very quickly. Photography, right? That's another way I've been encouraged. So for you, find a hobby, right? Your hobby shouldn't consume you all the time, right? But have a hobby, whether it's sewing or photography or cooking or stamp collecting or, I don't know, whatever else other people do, hobbies, right? Find a hobby. It will encourage you. Ah, number six, someone sharing their struggles. Someone sharing their struggles. That's encouraged me. It's encouraged me because I realize I'm not alone. Right? I might not can sympathize with exactly what they're going through, but I get a glimpse of what God has brought them through. And nine times out of ten, especially the people in the church, it's it could be a tearjerker, but guess what? There's always some degree of joy. Of joy. And y'all, one thing that encourages me is people taking next steps and connecting the dots. Autumn, she works within the autistic spectrum here in Sumter. She works within that community, and she, the Lord gave her a burden to say, we need a, a small, we need a support group for people who are dealing with this, for families with kids with special needs, and, and, and I, I want to help them. And here's how I want to help them. And so she came to the deacons and said, this is what I want to do. And they said, oh, my gosh, yeah, you need to use the building. Building's unused. Go for it. Go. Right? Love them. Encourage them. Danny, Bobby, thank y'all. Y'all joined the church, Jump right in, cook food, pressure washing and painting and doing all kinds of stuff. But you're taking next steps, right? You're serving. You're using the gifts that God has given you. And lastly, I love it. 
On Sunday nights this past month and a half, I've been going through some material called Multiply with those who come on Sunday night. And it's been a great time of conversation and studying in the Word. And last week we were talking about discipleship. And it was cool because, as, as the Bible says, you know, the scales of their eyes fell off and, and they saw, right? And as we had those conversations, they're like, hey, we, we've probably done some discipleship and we've been discipled, but, man, we've never talked about, like, the nuts and bolts and what it actually looks like, you know? And people were connecting dots of how they've been discipled and, and people were praying that God will send them people to disciple, Amen. Multiple people were praying that. I'm like, thank God, right? That encourages me. Not because of something I'm doing, because why? Because God's working and stirring within their hearts. Amen? That they realize that God didn't save you for you to get your hell insurance and then live however you wanted to live, but he saved you so that you could be a conduit through whom his glorious, life-changing gospel would flow to others. However that might be. So what about you this morning? What about you? So how do you apply what we've talked about to your life? There are two things that I want you to remember. Outlook and opportunities. Outlook and opportunity. I'm not talking about the email program Outlook, no. It's an outlook of life, right? And our outlook of life says a lot about us, right? It tells us... If I see how your your outlook is, it tells me something about what's guiding you. Where you might have been and what you're going through, where you're going. And I want you to think about this as we think about outlook really quick. Think about folks you know, the positive and the negative. Do they drain you or do they energize you? Right? You get somebody who has a pessimistic Woe is me, the sky is falling outlook on life. They will drain every ounce of energy from you, right? But if you find somebody who's seeking the Lord, who realizes that they might not have it all together, they don't have all the answers, but they're just seeking God this morning as, as people were coming up the sidewalk. It's like, how, how are you doing? Oh, I, I just barely made it through this week. Well, praise God, you did. Right, And you're here again this morning to just thank him. Lord, you gave, you brought me through another week. I'm anticipating you bringing me through another week. Right? So listen. Don't look out. So we're talking about outlook. Don't look out until you look up. Don't look out until you look up. Seek the Lord and ask him to open your eyes and your ears and your heart. Why? So that you might see the people and things around you. That you might see ways to serve. That you might see people to love. That you might see things that you need to be thankful for and things that you need to pray about. But listen, don't look out until you look up. We talk about it all the time. Keep looking up. Psalm 121, 1 and 2. Where's my help come from? My help comes from the Lord, the maker of the heavens and the earth. Keep looking up. So look up before you look out. Because let me tell you what. If you just look out, man, you're going to be discouraged. Right? You're going to see all the woes and all the just negativity. Because you didn't look up. So look up before you look out. And listen, if you look out and you're in doubt, look up and give God a shout. Right? Praise Him for who He is, for what He's done, and how you need His help right now. So I want you to have, I want you to think about your outlook, but I want you to also think about opportunities. 
Opportunities. Guys, when we stay connected to our Heavenly Father through prayer and have a spirit of thankfulness, we have the courage to press on and we can encourage others along the way. We have to be looking and praying for opportunities to encourage others. So, what are some ways that you can encourage others? Here you go. Quick list. You can pray with and for them. You can send them a random text, thanking them, encouraging them, right? You can pop in their office or, or pop in by their house. How about this? Do like my friends Bill and Marla Langford. Print out some scripture, write some scripture, and share it with them. Right, every time I send a note card, I maximize not only the note card, but I maximize the envelope. And on the back of the envelope, yeah, I still lick envelopes occasionally. Very seldom with us. It's not great taste. But anyway, I lick the envelope, and on the back of the envelope, I always try to write a scripture reference. And my hope and prayer is that whoever sees that, whoever gets that, will say, well, what does that mean? And they'll look it up. And they'll be encouraged by it. Send them a card. Now here's one. We talked about earlier, we don't need advice on how to be nice, but somehow we do. Just speak a kind word. Tell somebody what you appreciate about them. Right? So as we close out our time together this morning, what's the main thing that we need to be doing? We talk about a lot of stuff. We talk about encouraging, ways to encourage people, way you might have been encouraged. We've got we to look at our outlook and look for opportunities. But listen, here's the main thing. We need to continue to seek Jesus daily. And we need to live with an attitude of gratitude. We need to learn how to have a spirit of thankfulness. Not just... One day, not just for a month that we're, we're going to be thankful this month. We're going to be thankful for something every day. We're going to post about it. Praise God. We're going to be thankful. We're going to run out and buy stuff that we don't need with money we don't have to impress people that we don't like. Black Friday. That's what we do. Come on. Y'all laugh, but that's the honest to God truth. But we need to look for ways to encourage those around us. And here's why. Because it's God's will that we be cheerful, that we be prayerful, and that we be thankful. And so I want to ask you, and I want you to ask yourself each day, am I being cheerful? Am I being prayerful? And am I being thankful? Let's pray. Father God, thank you so much for your word. God, thank you for your word and for your people who have encouraged me in the valley. Father, thank you that, that I try to look up before I look out. And so, Father God, today I pray as we close out our time together, as we sing a song of invitation, as we, as we pack up and we have our conversations departing, God, I pray that uh, if you place something on our heart, or will you give us the courage that we need to do that thing? Whatever it might be. 
It might be living with an attitude of gratitude. It might be being more of a person who's going to extend grace, be forgiving. God, I don't know what it is. But Father, I pray now that you would work within the hearts and the minds of your people. Remind them that you love them. And remind them to keep taking next steps toward and with you. Father, we thank you. We love you. We pray for this week as we leave that we may just be truly thankful for all the many blessings as we spend time with family and friends, as we gather around the table once again. Father, we thank you and we love you. For it's in your son's holy and precious name I pray. Amen.